praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome to FCCI. I want to stand so we begin our praise and worship unto the Lord this morning. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Yes, glory. We are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image on today. We give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest praise. Welcome FCCI partners and guests. We're glad you're here. Are you glad you're here this morning? How many know we got the victory today? Glory. Glory, glory, glory to God.
victory today. You have the victory today. You have the victory today through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. His name is great and greatly to be praised. His name is great and greatly to be praised. Can I get a witness in the house this morning?
name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. There is none like him. There's none like him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. How many know that we're walking in victory today? If you got the victory today, just lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands and give him praise. He has given us the victory today through his son, Jesus. By the hand.
when you know you're walking in victory sometimes singing just ain't good enough you gotta put words and actions together let me tell you something all of us that are saved today we have the victory we've been bought with the price of the lord we've been bought with the price of the blood so you have healing today you have prosperity today you have joy today you got peace today you got your strength today all because of the lord how many know that look now today i'm gonna ask you might have to move out of the way and come out of your but we're gonna walk in victory today get ready to walk this thing out it goes like this walking in victory Victory, walking in victory, walking in victory, walking in victory, walking in victory, walk it out, walking in victory, victory, walking in 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 victory.
praise the Lord. Just lift your praises up to him. Lift your hands, lift your voices up. Oh, we bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. As the praise and worship team was ministering that song, the Lord just spoke something down in my spirit. He says, you know, I want to create moments that you can revisit time and time and time again. Not only when you come to church and praise and worship when the words go, but in your own homes, wherever you are. You see, the enemy always tries you to get to revisit the bad things that have happened in your life. God is put you over those things, not so you have to revisit the bad things, but so you can create moments like this. To revisit whenever time, whenever the enemy tries to raise his ugly head in your life again. You don't have to go back to what he's done in the past. You can go back to what God has done today. There was a time in my life when the Spirit of God moved in my little place over at Turtle Creek. And he kept telling me over and over. And, and I was by myself. I wasn't even listening to praise music. I wasn't even doing anything but just sitting on the sofa, reading the word, and just, just being quiet. And he just filled up the room and let me know how much he loved me. And he kept saying it over and over again. I said, God, I know you love me. I know you love me. He says, no, son, you don't have a clue how much I love you. But the more you spend time with me, the more you spend time in my word, the more you spend time in my praise and worship, I will let you become more and more aware of the love that I have for you. I'm not withholding love from you. I have poured myself out not only to you, but in you, when you if you're born again. And I long to have moments with you that you can revisit in the tough places. That you can revisit them and know that I'm still on the scene doing what I do, and that's making you overcomers and more than conquerors. Focus on moments with me instead of what the enemy has done in your past. Then that'll keep what the enemy's done in your past. And from this moment on, it'll all be God with your focus. It'll all be love being poured out and you'll be aware of it. So we sing that, let us make us more aware. Well, let's say we are aware. Let's start confessing we are aware of his goodness. We are aware of his presence in our lives. Because, see, folks, God has not held back anything. It's all in the receiving end. It's all in the receiver. He's a pinpoint passing quarterback, and he knows where to throw the blessing. You just need to be there to receive it. He's the greatest assist man of all time. He knows how to drop a dime. <laughs> That's a, a, a pass in basketball. For those that don't know basketball, a dime is an assist. You throw it to a player, they put it in the hoop. Well, God is assisting you in making sure that you're always successful. Receive the pass. Receive the blessing by being in the right place to receive it. <laughs> And see, God doesn't operate in sorrow and sadness. I mean, he's easily touched when you're feeling down. But his power is in faith. His power is in joy. 
That's why he tells us to come into his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Greater is he who's in your praise than the defeated one that's in the complaint. Notice I didn't say your complaint because we don't have complaints anymore. We're victorious. But greater is he who's in your praise than he that's in the complaint. So you might as well not activate the defeated one with complaining. Activate the victorious one with your praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift the shout in this place this morning. Come on, let's lift the praise in this place this morning. Come on, let's give God glory. Let's give honor. Come on, let's bless his name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Go right here. Praise the Lord. Before you're seated, we want to take this opportunity to welcome all of our first-time guests. So if you're visiting with us for the very first time on this morning, on behalf of Pastor Fry and myself and the partners of Faith Christian Center International, we say welcome to you. When you came in, you should have received a welcome packet. Inside of this packet is information on how we can minister to you and your family. Additionally, on the inside of the packet is a connect card. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to fill it out in its entirety and then take it back to the Welcome Center where you received it because we have a special gift for you being here with us on this morning. We believe that your visit here is not by chance, but by divine appointment, because we have already prayed for you. And our prayer and declaration is that you're going to have an encounter with God during our morning service and also have the FCCI experience. So before you're seated, our partners and our friends want to meet you and greet you in the name of the Lord.
Good morning, FCCI. Here are this week's announcements. Spiritual growth is not automatic. It's intentional. Join us today after service for Growth Track 201 and learn four spiritual habits that will take you to the next dimension in your walk with God. Anyone can attend, and the class is less than 60 minutes. In addition, both refreshments and childcare are provided. For more information, please visit us in the Welcome Center located in the lobby. Partners and friends, it's that time again. The spring semester of Connect Groups will launch at the end of February, and we're looking for facilitators. We are not designed to do life alone, and you can be a catalyst for connecting people around fellowship and fun. If you have an idea for a Connect Group, we want to hear from you. Stop by the lobby today and leave your contact information and someone will follow up with you this week. Thanks in advance for helping people do life together. Attention Dream Team. Pastor and Dr. Wendy appreciate your faithfulness, serving, and commitment to help fulfill the vision of FCCI. Together, we make it happen. As you serve from week to week, you are constantly pouring out as you minister to others. Make plans and join your fellow Dream Teamers on Saturday, February 16th at 10 a.m. for the first Dream Team Empowerment Session of 2019 and be encouraged, elevated, and empowered. Lunch and child care will be provided. See you there. The church has left the building. We are excited to relaunch our Community Evangelism Outreach, which will take the gospel and the healing power of God to the streets of our community. If you have a desire to see people saved and to experience miracles, signs, and wonders, then you must be a part of this effort. Sign up at the Welcome Center located in the lobby to receive more information. Join other partners and friends for Victorious Mornings, a 15-minute weekly call each Monday at 6 a.m. Start your week seeking God, being uplifted, strengthened, and encouraged through the Word of God while developing an intimate time with God. To take advantage of this impactful opportunity, simply call 605-468-8860 and enter the code 198 051. The Bible says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Let's get on one accord and experience victory through the power of the Word of God. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are buzzing with inspirational quotes, up-to-date news, and videos. As a matter of fact, take out your mobile devices and connect with us now. You'll be glad you did. Details for all other events can be found by visiting FCCI.life. Check it out today so you'll be in the right place at the right time with the right people. God bless and enjoy the rest of the service. Amen. Can we all stand and just give God a big praise real fast? Come on, let's just give God. Come on, let's lift up our voices this morning. Come on, let's give God a good praise today. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's choose to be glad and rejoice in it. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I just really sense on the inside of me that today is somebody's day. No, I'm, you got to hear what I'm saying. Today is some, somebody's going to get healed. Somebody's going to get some money. Come on, somebody. 
it's somebody's day to day. Praise God. Turn and ask your neighbor. Say, is it your day? Is it your day? Is it your day? Ask your other neighbor. Is it your day? Is it your day? Come on. Glory to God. Ask him. Is it your day? Shout, it's my day. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. We got to expect, man. Glory to God. We got to expect. Amen. Praise God. Yes, indeed. The Lord is good. And he's pouring out even in this moment. Amen. Won't you reach up and say, I receive, I receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated, be seated. We're going to prepare our hearts to receive our morning tithes and offerings. Praise God. This is an opportunity that we have this morning to increase our income. Praise God. Anybody could use an increase in income? I say, anybody can use an increase in income? This is your time. Amen. Praise God. So I want to encourage you to listen intently because God wants to prosper all of us. Amen. It's God's will that we have more than enough. Now, uh, just a reminder that we are about 90 days away from our 2019 Vision Sunday, which is on April the 14th of this year. And so I believe that you have been praying and asking God what he would have you to give uh, in this particular offering. And this is our time that we sow over and above our regular tithes and offerings uh, for debt reduction and community impact. Praise God. And so we believe that God has already let you know what he'll have you to give. Now, it's 90 days away, so just because you don't have it today doesn't mean you're not going to have it. Praise God. But it takes faith to be in position. Don't wait until it's 90 minutes before and start believing God. No, start believing God now if you haven't already uh, so you can have your seed to sow. Amen. Praise God. Open up your Bibles real quickly to Numbers 13. And I want to uh, share a couple of things real fast as we prepare our hearts to uh, receive our morning tithes and offerings. Uh, glory to God. Uh, the Bible tells us in Psalm 35 that God has pleasure in our prosperity. And so God wants to prosper us. Amen. Tell your neighbors that God wants to prosper you. Come on, tell somebody else God wants to prosper you. Turn around and tell somebody behind you that God wants to prosper you too. God wants to prosper you too. Amen. Yeah, he wants to prosper everyone that's called by his name. Praise God, because he has some kingdom work he wants to get done in the earth realm. So Numbers 13, uh, verse number 26. Numbers 13, verse number 26. I'm just going to read a few uh, verses of Scripture, but this is uh, on the tail end of when the children have come out of uh, bondage. Children of Israel come out of bondage, and so they're going into the land in which the Lord had already given them. And so uh, Moses set up 12 spies to go into the land to find out if the land is, is exactly the way God said it, a land that flows with milk and honey. And so this passage of scripture that we're going to get ready to read is on, uh, is their report as they come back from spying out the land uh, that the Lord has already given them. So in verse 26, it goes this way. It says, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Everybody say the fruit of the land. Yeah. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit. So we see here that they came back with actual, literal, natural evidence that the land flows with milk and honey just like the Lord said, all right? So the people could see it with their own eyes. 
They could feel it with their own hands. It wasn't some, some, some kind of uh, faith declaration. This was the real thing, all right? So he says in verse 28, he says, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Verse 29, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along by the banks of Jordan. Verse 30 says, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. Shout, I'm well able to prosper. Come on, say, I'm well able to prosper. Amen. Yeah. Caleb, Caleb understood what was happening because they were spending more time talking about what was there or the giants and the fortified cities than they were the fruit. Now, you hear what I'm saying? So Caleb says, now, okay, got to be quiet. Be quiet, God. Let's go right now because he, wanted, he didn't want their hearts to fail because he knew what was about to happen. Now, look at verse number 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up, go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a what? A what? Bad report of the land which they spied out, saying, The land though, uh, through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw are men of great stature. What happened to the fruit? What happened to the natural evidence of a land flowing with milk and honey? All of a sudden, that left their thinking, and now all they can think about is the giants and how they can't overcome. Why? Because they were given a what? Bad report. All right? Look at this. Verse 33. There we saw the, saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, not in their sight, but grasshoppers in our own sight. Not in their sight, but grasshoppers in our own sight. Wow. They started to see themselves as less than. And so we, are, and so we were in their sight. Because they saw themselves as grasshoppers, that meant the giants would also see them as grasshoppers. Are y'all with me? Now what does this have to do with us? And what does this have to do with us in times of giving. It's because the enemy will want you to focus on what you don't have versus what you can receive. Listen to what I'm saying. Because there is a financial land, folks, that flows with milk and honey with your name on it. Okay, I got about 10 people that, 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 that grab hold of it. I said, there is a financial land that flows with milk and honey with your name on it. Okay, about got 20 people. Okay, praise the Lord. I said, there's a financial land that flows with milk and honey with your name on it. Are you catching this? But check this out. The Lord has already given, to you, given it to you. But it has giants on it. And those giants have names. MasterCard. Visa. Discover. Rent. 
car note, mortgage. See, that's the names of the giants that's on your land. But it doesn't matter what the giants are on the land, you are well able to prosper. But see, if you pay more attention to the giants, you'll start seeing yourselves as grasshoppers or less than or start seeing what you have as not enough to overcome the giants. Which will then put you in fear to release what you have, but you got to understand the principle of God is you have to release what you have to create what you want. But if you're thinking that the the, the, the MasterCard and Visa and Discover and the rent and the mortgage is too big for you to overcome. You'll keep what you have, which is, which is what you need to create what you desire. And you'll be on the edge of the land, being able to see over into the land, because the word clearly tells you what's your rights. Abundance, prosperity, more than enough. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. You can see it all in the word, but you're on the edge of the land because you're more paying more attention to the giants than the fruit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But the fruit can't come unless you put some seed in the ground. Oh, y'all don't like me now. Praise God. I tell your neighbor, say, he made a good point even though you ain't say a word. He made a good point. Listen, folks, God wants you to have more than enough. The devil doesn't. So the devil will set up things to grab your attention and grab your focus so you can look at it more than you can look at the promise. But the word of God has enough power contained in it to annihilate any giant in your land, not next week, not next month, but today. So the question is, are you going to rise up and go, and, overtake, go and, and, and possess the land? Or are you going to talk about how big your giants are and stay out the land? Today is your choice. Are y'all with me? Praise God. Now, we're going to demonstrate that choice by what we do today with this opportunity to give. So you can sit there and say, I don't have enough, so I'm not going to give, and or this don't work, and this is a game, and all that kind of stuff. Listen to the giants. Listen to the giants. But there's going to be some people that say, the giants, giants do fall, and the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And some of you are going to release your faith today, and you're going to put a seed in the ground, and you're going to start seeing some giants fall, because all debts are canceled. God says so, and it won't be long now. Amen? Praise God. Let's just go ahead and hand out the, uh, the envelopes and let's let the people prepare to give on today. Praise God. Listen, the ways to give are on the screen. If you're watching us through our campus today, if you're watching us through our live stream, hey, listen, I want to encourage you to get in on this opportunity to increase your income today. The ways to give are on the screen behind me. Uh, you can give electronically if you're listening to us or looking at us on your mobile device. You can go right on to our uh, PushPay app or you can use our uh, website to give today. But get in on what's happening here uh, in the auditorium, and your life will be blessed as well. Amen? So we're going to give you a moment to prepare, and then we'll receive together in just a moment in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.
All right, we all ready to give? We all ready to give? All right, we're going to make a uh, confession together in just a moment. And the reason why we do this is because the word says that we would speak to the mountain and believe in our heart that those things which we say will come to pass, we will have whatsoever we say. And so we're making this declaration in faith, believing that what we declare will come to pass in our lives. And so when you make this declaration today, don't just be saying it to saying it just because your neighbor is saying it and you don't want to be left out. No, say it and release your faith and believe that everything you declare does come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise God. Let's say this together uh, on this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father God, I thank you for providing resources for me and my family to participate in this supernatural opportunity to worship you through giving. Everything I have belongs to you, and I gladly honor you by returning the tithe, the top 10% of my income. I receive the windows of heaven blessing and the multiplication of finances and favor in my life. As I give, I am trusting you with my finances, and I declare that there is never a situation or season where there is not more than enough. There is always more than enough. There is always more than enough. There is always more than enough. For everything you have given me and my family to do, there is always more than enough. All debts are canceled. God says so. It won't be long now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you give on today. Praise God. Pastor just declared that there's a financial land flowing with milk and honey. What's your name on it? What's your name on it? My name on it. Who would think to do that for us? Who would ensure that every weapon that is formed against us does not prosper? Who would do that? Who would love us so much? That he would give his only begotten son so that we may live. Who would do that? Nobody. Nobody but God. The song says there's nobody.
on, come on, come on. Let's bless the Lord. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. We're going to ask you all to stand just for a moment. We're going to receive from the Lord's table this morning. When you came in today, you should have received some elements from our ushers. If you did not receive any elements today and you want to participate in this time of communion, just lift your hand and our ushers can serve you real quickly. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay, anybody need any elements? Okay, we need some there and there. Guys, as quickly as possible, please, as quickly as possible. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have your elements, you can go ahead and start preparing them. There's a clear wrap on the top, if you can remove that to expose the wafer. And then there's some uh, foil, if you can take that off and expose the juice, and then you'll be all set uh, for today. want to make sure everybody has one. Has everyone been served? Has everyone been served today? Praise God. The Bible says as often as we do this, we should do this in remembrance of him. Praise God. And we have a lot to remember of him. Oh, he's a good God. I say he's a good God. We just sing about him being our healer, our provider, our protector, all of it. Praise God. He's our total and complete source of everything. Amen. Praise God. Now the wafer that you hold in your hand, it represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that the Bible tells us it was broken, it was bruised, it was beat on our behalf to carry our sickness and disease. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, that with his stripes we were healed. Everybody say, were healed. That means our healing has already been secured. Our healing is not because the doctor says we're healed. The, our healing is because the word says we're healed. Amen? Praise God. And so he received this punishment in his body so that we don't have to walk in the punishment of sickness and disease on the earth round. So let's thank God today for a complete healing from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet as we partake of the wafer together in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, the juice that you have in your hand represents the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. There was nothing in the earth that could pay the price for our transgressions, for our sins, and our iniquities, except the blood of Jesus. And the Bible says he willfully came to the earth to live as a man, and he chose to die for us. And when he was on the cross, the cross, he was pierced in his side and both blood and water flowed from his body. The water represents the word of God, which cleanses us each and every day. But the blood was the payment. It was the payment. It was what's necessary to redeem us back from darkness. Praise God. And the Bible says he shed his blood once. Glory to God to secure our redemption in Jesus' name. So let's thank God for the forgiveness and remission of sins as we partake of the juice together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Can we lift a hand and say hallelujah today? Praise God. The ushers are going to have a receptacle for your empty elements. And let's just give God praise for just about 30 seconds. And just thank him for his goodness. Let's thank him for Jesus. Let's thank him for healing. 
that's thanking for provision, that's thanking for health, glory to God, that's thanking for peace, that's thanking for joy, that's thanking for prosperity, that's thanking glory to God. Hallelujah. We give you praise and we thank you for the blood. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Now high five your neighbor and say, now let's get into this word. Let's get into this word and be seated. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we bless you once again. Thank you so much for your goodness and we thank you for what's already transpired in our encounter on today. Thank you that people's lives have already been changed and transformed. But Father, we set our hearts to receive the living word of God at this moment. We thank you that the word of God is, is incorruptible seed. It's our victory in seed form. And so Father, our hearts are prepared. Our minds are ready to hear, receive, and then do the living word of God. And I declare and decree revelation and impartation today that will lead to transformation in the people's lives. And I declare and decree that no one will leave this place the same, but they'll leave this place better in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. Amen. Praise God. All right. So let's get into the word. John chapter 10, verse number 10 is our, our principal verse for this year being the year of enjoyment. 2019 is the year of enjoyment. It's the year that we're going to renew our joy and it's the year that we're going to have. Praise God. It's our year of having. Many of us have believed God for many things and now it's time for us to see those things not with the eyes of faith but with our natural eyes so we can enjoy them in this life. Amen. Praise God. So it's our year of having. Shout this this morning say it's my year of having. John 10, 10 in the Amplified says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, I came that they may have and enjoy life. And have it, what? An enjoyable life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you don't know how blessed you are today because I let you sit by me today. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because if we're going to overflow, then the person next to you is going to get some of that overflow, right? I said, right? Praise God. But we understand that the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. So what does he want to steal? Primarily, he wants to steal uh, the Word of God. And then secondly, he wants to steal our faith. Because the Word is the source of our victory, and faith is the reason for our victory. So uh, if, we can get, if he can get both of those, then he can have us live a defeated life but that's not going to happen here amen? amen said not for me said not for me not for me we're going to take the second half of the verse which says Jesus says I came that you may have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance till the overflows uh till, to the full until it overflows say that's me right that's me yeah that's me praise God so I want to get into some things today and so um go over the Ephesians chapter number three I want to lay some groundwork. We're going to begin a new series uh, on today, and I'll let you know what that is in just a moment. Uh, but I don't know about you. I, I can just sense um, in my spirit a different climate in this place. Now, climate affects what grows and what doesn't grow. There are some plants, there are some fruits, there are some vegetables, there are some flowers that grow better in certain climates than others. Does that make sense? 
So there's been a shift in the very climate in this ministry and in this house that's going to allow some greater things to grow. Amen. But no matter if you have a good climate, good seed, you also got to make sure the soil is right. Got it? Now, when we talk about soil and when we, the Scripture talks about ground, primarily it's talking about a man's heart. You sow into a man's heart. You sow into the ground, which is a man's heart, because the man's heart is what causes increase or decrease. Y'all follow me? So I want, I want, us, I want you to, to lean in just a little bit more than you may have been so far. Because I want you to be able to catch and receive everything that's being released in this climate. Are you hear what I'm saying? So let's look at some things in Ephesians 3, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Ephesians 3, verse number 14, New King James Version says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God of God. Amen. And so my new series today I'm going to launch is just simply called The Fullness. Everybody say The Fullness. Praise God. Now this word fullness, uh, it, it's, it's defined the state of being filled, but it says so as to leave no part vacant. As to leave no part vacant. So I mentioned last couple of Sundays that when we talk about the fullness of God, we're talking about jam-packed, no room, no space, no air bubbles, no, no, no air pockets. It is jam-packed so much in there that you can't fit anything else in. That's the fullness of God. How many of you have uh, ever bought uh, a bag of chips and you can't see it on the inside of the bag of chips? And this is big old bag of chips, and you open it up, and it's a bunch of air in there. Is that frustrating or what? Because you like, what? And you, or you go to a fast food restaurant, and you order a large french fry, and they give you this big old carton of french fries, and then the, the french fries barely get up over the rim. You were like, can you fill this up? Because how do you want your french fries? You want your french fries falling over the top. Am I right? Especially if they hot, just came out the hopper. Man, you like Jesus. Come on, give me some more of them fries, right? Because we all like the fullness. 
We don't like stuff that's got gaps in it, spaces in it, air in it. If you're going, if, why don't you just condense the bag? Just make the bag smaller and just put the chips all the way to the top. That'd be better than having this big old bag. You walk out of this big old bag, you're about to tear them chips up. You're like, glory to God. And you open it up and it's just, have the chips. I'm like, man, you don't want none of that stuff. So we want to talk about the fullness. Everybody say the fullness. Scripture says that we may comprehend, that we may know, praise God, the love of Christ which passes knowledge, verse 19, that you may be filled with all. Everybody shout all. All the fullness of God. Amen. The Savior being filled as to leave uh, nothing or no part vacant. Praise God. Now, Listen to this statement, and I want, you to keep this, I want you to keep this in your thinking through this entire series. The fullness of God comes through and by the Spirit. Okay? The fullness of God comes through and by what? The Spirit. Okay? So in order for us to tap into the fullness, that fullness is going to come through the Spirit of God. Amen. And so let me, uh, praise the Lord, let me, let me, can I just talk this morning? I, I got so much on the inside of me, I'm, I'm trying to navigate which, which road to take right now, but we'll get to where we need to be, praise God, all right? Now, when we talk about the fullness, you got to understand, and if fullness comes by the Spirit, we got to understand that we, you and I, mankind, male and female, were made in the image and likeness of God. That's over in Genesis chapter 1. It said, let us make man, let, it, uh, let him be in our likeness and after our, our kind, all right? So you and I have been created in the image of God. So in other words, God used himself as the prototype to make you and I. You and I. That's some good stuff there, boy. That, that's worth shouting about right now. That he used himself as the model. He used himself as the example, as the prototype to create man. Now, we understand that God, through Scripture, that God is a three-part being. He's Father, He's Son, He's Holy Spirit. How many parts? Three parts. So now, if I'm made in the image and likeness of God, then I too must be three parts. Now, the three-part of mankind is man is a spirit, man has a soul, and man lives in the body. Okay, let's do that again. Man is a spirit he has a and he lives in a body so this flesh that you have this flesh that you dress that you bathe hopefully praise God that you bathe this flesh that you take care of your neighbor is happy if you do praise the Lord this flesh that you take care of is not the real you it is the you that the real you carries along what are you talking about, Pastor? This, 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 this thing is just a house for us to live in while we're on the earth. Because you can't live in the earth without a, a house, a body. That's what this flesh is for. But the real you is our spirit man. It's the part of us that is, we can't see, but yet it gives life to everything else. James says, just like 
the, uh, the body is without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works is dead. So how many, how many of you have gloves at home? How many of you are concerned that when you get home uh, that your glove will be waiting for you at the front door waving at you? You have no concern of that, right? Because without a hand in that glove, that glove does nothing. Same way in your body. You're, you're, if, you're, if your body does not have a spirit, it's laying dead, dormant. So your body is not the real you. It's your spirit, man. That's important to understand. All right? Now, because of Adam's sin, man fell from his state of perfection, and then his spirit became dead and dark towards God. So then everyone that was born after Adam was born with a sin, not with a sin, born with a spirit that was dead to God. It didn't know God. Adam's spirit knew God until he fell, and then he, he, he was separated from God. And so everyone that's born naturally is born, first of all, separated from God. Nobody is born, born, born again. Okay? So we got to understand that. Now, don't, don't get caught up and, and say that, you know, everybody was born into sin because that's, 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 that's not quite right. Everybody was born separated from God. Like the psalmist says over in, uh, David said over in the Psalms, Psalm 51, he says, I was, um, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin I was conceived. Now, some people take that as, they take ownership of that. But see, all of you wasn't conceived in sin. See, David was an illegitimate child. David was a child of Jesse's chick on the side. I told y'all, y'all don't have to watch so Barbara, just read the Bible, it's all in there. That's why, they, that's why when, when, when uh, who was it, Samuel came to anoint the next king and, and Jesse brought all his boys out there, those were all the legitimate boys. That was all the boys from his, from his wife. So he, so he figured that at least one of these is going to be anointed king. And Samuel says, not any of these. You got any more out there? Now Jesse got to confess. Because he sent David on the back side of the mountain. He sent David way away to keep some sheep and play music. Because he didn't want nobody to know about David. And Samuel said, no, no, none of these, none of these, the Lord is not going to put his hand on none of these. You got it anymore? He's just like, oh, Lord, here we go. Say, yeah, I got one more. He, he, he out there keeping sheep. And so David comes in. And, and Samuel said, that's the one right there. That's, that's the one right there. The one that was illegitimate was the one that God put his hand on. Because he said he'll, 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 he'll take the base thing to confound the wise. But see, David was, was shaping in iniquity and he was conceived in sin because that's how, that's him and his father, you know, his father and, and his mama, praise the Lord. Y'all fix it up, praise God. So all of us wasn't born in sin. Like my children. My children wasn't born in sin. My children was born through a covenant union of marriage. So I can't put 
him, them born in sin on them because they wasn't. Amen. Now, now me, I can say I was born in sin because my mother and father wasn't married. But I turned out all right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, he turned out all right. He turned out all right. Yeah, he, he turned out all right. Praise the Lord. But I want you to catch that everybody is born separated from God. Okay, everybody say separated from God. But God had a plan from the beginning that God didn't want people to remain separated from him, so he sends Jesus. Adam, being the first Adam, opened the door to the separation of God through his sin. Jesus, the second and last Adam, came and closed the door to separation to God through his obedience. Disobedience opened it, obedience closes it. Got it? And that was that obedience of Jesus Christ. So now, through the born-again experience, we are, now, we are now no longer separated from God. We are now connected to God. We are now, we are now uh, part of God's family. We are now accepted in the beloved. Anybody thankful for that? So now we're not on the outside looking in. We're now in the family. Praise God. We're in the fa- shout, I'm in the family of God. Come on, I said shout it. I'm in the family of God. So you might not like the family, the natural family you're in, but you, just good news for you, you're in the family of God. So through the born-again experience, you're now accepted into the family of God. Go to 2 Corinthians 5 with, with me. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Everybody shout the fullness. All right, look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Let me know when you get close, please. You there? Anybody else close? Okay, awesome. Look at this. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? A what? One more time. A new creation. What? Look at this. All things have what? Passed away. Behold or look, all things have become what? New. Now, this is a powerful verse of Scripture. When you really look at it, it says, if any man be in Christ, if any man be born again, he is a new creation, which simply means he is now a creation that has never existed before. So something supernatural happens when a person gives his heart to Jesus. Now, all of a sudden, he becomes new, brand new, never ever to be existed before. So now something that was there had to leave in order to make room for the new. And he says, old things are passed away, all things have become new. So now what happens at the born-again experience? What happens at the born-again experience? Supernaturally, your old spirit that's been separated from God is removed and then replaced with a spirit that's alive to God. Oh, that, 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 that should have excited at least, at least two people, praise God. Let me, let me try this side. Now, when you got born again, your old spirit, the one that was separated from God, was removed and it was replaced with a new spirit now alive to God. 
You catching this? All things are passed away. All things have become new. Now, how many of you, those of you who are born again, how many of you, after you got born again, you look the same? It's not a trick question, y'all. It's not a trick question. How many of you, after you gave your heart to Jesus, you look the same? Got it? You look exactly the same, right? You didn't get taller. You didn't shorter. You didn't get skinnier. You didn't get wider. Your foot stayed the same size. You wore the same size clothes, right? So then what is the scripture talking about when it says old things are passed away? If I looked exactly the same after I got born again than before I get born again, then evidently nothing on the outside or nothing physical changed. Right? Nothing physical changed, but everything spiritual changed. That's when it says, old things will pass away. Your old spirit gone. And behold, all things have become new. New spirit now in place. Y'all seeing this? So now we are walking around with a spirit that's now alive to God. Anybody here has ever tried to, 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 to study the Bible before you gave your heart to Jesus and you were just, con, just as confused as, as ducks in a, in a hailstorm? But as soon as you got born again, you said, oh, that's what that means. Oh my gosh. I never knew, I never knew it meant that. Why? Because now your spirit is alive to the things of God because the Bible tells us that the things of God are foolishness to those who are in darkness. See, people who, people who are not born again, they don't understand some of the things we understand, those of us who been walking with God. That's why everybody has to begin with the gospel, the good news. Because God makes it, makes it so that everybody understands the plan of redemption, no matter how lost you are. At least they can understand that because that's the doorway into the other things of God. You follow me? So, old things have passed away, all things have become new. So, if you're born again this morning, shout with me, say, I have a new spirit. And it's alive to God. That means I can sense God, I can hear God, I can fellowship with God, I can be led by God. Ooh, I can understand God. Because now I have a spirit that's alive. To God. Are y'all hearing this? Praise God. Let's go a little further. Go to Romans chapter 8 now. Go to Romans chapter 8 just real quickly. Praise God. Romans chapter 8 verse number 16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the what? Chosen of God. See, you got to understand a spirit alive to God, there, there are always constant reminders from, from the Spirit of God that you are of God. Because some things that you used to do before you knew God now bothers you now that you know God because there's a spirit in you that reminds you that you are of God. Some of you, before you met Jesus, you could lie. 
Jesus. Now I'm not talking about lie down. I'm talking about lie, tell the falsehoods. With a straight face and just bold, but boy, get born again and you tell a lie, you just, you just feel sick to your stomach. Like, what is that all about? But now, and this, this, is, this is way ahead of myself, but literally, even after you're born again, if you keep lying, you'll sear your conscience and you won't feel it anymore, either, even born again. But, but I'm not talking about that group of people. That, that's for another group of people. That may be for your cousin, so just let your cousin know. Say, I know you say, but if you keep lying, you, you just go and preach to them. Because that's not, that's not us, right? I said, that's not us, right? Y- y'all need to be a little bit more convincing. Because right now, that, that, that response is not convincing at all. Get out of your head that a lie is the ever-present help in the time of trouble. It is not. You know you overslept. Just go and tell your supervisor, I overslept. I overslept. The sleep was good. It was good. It was warm in my bed, and I got up late. That's why I'm late to work. You ain't had no car problems. Your churn wasn't sick or nothing. You overslept. That's what you need to tell them. I overslept. See, look, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Like, you, you, you took some stuff away from me. Yeah. I should. You should be lying to your supervisor. I overslept. Okay, don't let it happen again. If, if it happens again, we're going to have to write you up. Okay, I own it. I, I overslept. And then go home and make the adjustment. What you going to get mad about? You were late. You were the one late. What you going to mad at your supervisor for because they, thre- they, they, they said they're going to write you up if you're late again? You were late. What you mad about? It's quiet in the house. Oh, Lord. Now, I'm asking a question. What you, what you all uptight about? What you, what you got your jaws for? You're the one that's late. I tell you what, they ain't going to be talking to me like that. What do you mean? If you lay it again, I'm going to write you up. What's, what's, what's the big deal? Go to bed early. Get your clothes out at night. Iron them the day before. Fix your lunch the night before. Put it in the refrigerator. Oh, y'all are qu- Oh, my God. Oh, don't, please don't tell me I had to teach online. Please, please, somebody help me. Somebody help me in this house. Somebody, somebody somewhere. Help me. With a different expression or amen or, or, or make it plain or that's right or you preaching good. Or just, just say something so I can move on because I don't want to teach online. But y'all looking like, Pastor, I've been using that for a long time. Man, that's my go-to, Pastor. That's my go-to. No. How are we, how we going to expect to end up in the fullness of God when we still have a challenge with honesty? Can I move on? Oh, look at y'all responding. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are something, I'll tell you what. Go to John chapter 14. Praise God. 
Ah, Jesus. Amen. All right, John chapter 14. So, <clears throat> what happened when the born again experience, we, uh, born again experience, we got a what? New spirit, right? A what? New spirit. Flesh didn't change. Thinking didn't change. But we got a new spirit. Right? Got that? Okay, that's important to understand. Because see, now that we're in the body of Christ and we're in the family of God and we have this new spirit, now God has now provided for us ministry through Holy Spirit. Okay? Holy Spirit has a ministry to you and I. Okay? So let's talk about that for a few moments this morning because I want to I break this down. I want to first look at the ministry, because remember my statement, that the fullness of God comes through the Spirit. So now I want to look at the ministry of the Spirit uh, in us, and then I want to look at some other facets of, of, of the ministry of the Holy Spirit as we go throughout this series. But today I want to focus in on the ministry of the Spirit in us. Okay, in us. That's your, your John 14. Now, John 14, verse number 1, is a very popular scripture when it comes to ongoing services or celebrations of life. Okay? Funerals as we know it. Okay? But, but we, 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 we dumb down this scripture so much by only using it in that setting that we miss what Jesus is trying to tell us when he said what he said in John 14.1. We say it in such a way that because we want people who are uh, missing loved ones or just lost a loved one, we want them to be able to, to, uh, to have some kind of hope and some kind of, uh, of, some kind of um, uh, sol solace or solace when it comes to uh, the loss of their loved one. So we say, uh, John 14, 1, which says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And, and, and Jesus is saying that not so you can uh, be able to endure the emotional stress and strain when it comes to losing somebody. He's, make, he's making a statement at the beginning of this chapter because he's setting up some revelation within the chapter that's supposed to put us in a whole nother dimension as it relates to our walk with God. So I want to walk through some things here. I'm not going to look at the whole, uh, whole chapter, but I want to walk through some things, and I want to tie it back to what Jesus says. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, Amplify says, don't let your heart be agitated. Now, there's a key word there, let, L-E-T. Everybody say let. Now that means you are the governor of your heart. So you either let your heart be troubled or you don't let your heart be troubled. It's you. If your heart's troubled, it's not because of what somebody has done or said. Your heart is troubled because you let your heart be troubled based upon what somebody did or said. Come on, talk to me. Because, see, you can, you can let your heart be troubled or you can prevent your heart from being troubled, but that's your choice. That's why he said, let it, let it not be troubled. So if he says, let it not be troubled, that means it don't have to be troubled. Tell your neighbor, say, your heart don't have to be troubled. 
Come on, keep preaching them today, tomorrow, or even next week. Turn and tell turn somebody, somebody else. Your, you don't have, your heart doesn't have to be troubled. Today, tomorrow, or even next week. It does not have to be troubled. You got it? Why is he saying, why is he saying stuff? Don't be anxious, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about uh, what you're going to put on, what you're going to eat, where you're going to, uh, uh, wherewithal you're going to uh, be clothed. Why does he say that? Because you can, you can have a heart that's not troubled. He says, let not your heart be troubled. But this is, this is, this, 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 this is what we've missed. If you believe in God, believe also in me. So here, he is firing up the religious folks because what he's basically saying is me and my father are one. He said, if you believe in God, believe in me. Praise God. So he's elevating himself to the God class and is firing the religious people up. Let's jump down several verses, verse number 12. Look at this, look at this. Now, now keep in mind, let not your heart be troubled. Keep, keep that in mind, okay? Look at this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, what did he just say? If you believe in God, believe also in who? Me. Didn't he just say that? He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, look at this, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Can I get an amen? He says, now, don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe in me, because if you believe in me, the works that I do, you're going to do also, and greater works besides. So now we can get a glimpse to see why we don't have to let our heart be troubled. Because the same thing we've seen Jesus do, we can do as well. And we've never seen Jesus' heart troubled. He's in a sinking boat. The the boat is sinking. The water's coming in the boat. He's asleep. That is not a troubled heart. That is a heart that's trusting and resting in God. He's asleep during the storm. If, you got a tr- if your heart is troubled, you're up in the storm. You're pacing the floor. What am I going to do? Oh, my goodness. I don't know how I'm, I'm going to get out of this. Oh, my God. God, help me. God, help me. See, that's a troubled heart. A heart that's not troubled is sleep. Why? Because I believe in God. I believe also in Jesus. And the same thing he did, I will do also. So if I got a storm in my life, what do I do? Peace. Be still. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why my heart don't have to be troubled. Because even in the midst of the storm, I can tell the wind. Wind? Cease. Peace? Be still. And see the storm that was trying to keep me up dissipate. That's why my heart don't have to be troubled. Now, we're talking about the fullness, y'all. We're not talking about half. We're not talking about a little dab will do you. 
we're talking about the fullness. We're talking about the what? Fullness. Let not your heart be true. Believe in God, believe also in me. If you believe in me, the works that I do will you do also, and greater works than these will you do because I go to my Father. Now, why did Jesus need to go to the Father to position us to do greater works? I'm glad you asked, because I'm about to tell you. Let's go a little further, John 14, 15. John 14, 15. Let's look at this in the Amplified Translation. All right, John 14, 15 says, If you really love me, you will keep, obey my commands. Verse 16, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another what? Comforter. Now, let's stop just for a second. That word comforter uh, means, when he says another comforter, he means he's going to ask the Father to give us someone just like him. But just in a different form. Because Jesus, even though he was Jesus, could only be in one place at one time. But now he's given us a comforter, another comforter, one just like him, that's not going to be confined by space and time. So Jesus can be in this auditorium, and he can be in the auditorium in California, and he can be in an auditorium in Brazil, he can be an auditorium in Africa, he can be an auditorium in China, all at the same time. And everybody be receiving the fullness. Are y'all catching this? Everybody shout fullness. All right? So one just like him, he says, give you another comforter. Now, now this word comforter... Um, also comes from paraclete, which means helper. But I like the way the Amplified breaks it down. The Amplified says, he's our counselor. Anybody need counsel before? Or oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Praise the Lord. Uh, helper. Anybody needed some help before? Okay, only four people need the help. All right, praise the Lord. Y'all doing good. Intercessor. Anybody needed somebody to pray for you before? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Advocate. Anybody, you, you need, ever needed somebody to go to bat for you? To represent you well and truthfully? Okay, all right. How about strengthening? Anybody needed some strength before? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And how about you needed somebody to stand by? Now, this standby means somebody that's always near. You ever needed somebody that's always near? Pray, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's all of that. So Jesus says, I'm going to the Father, and I'm going to ask him to give you another comfort that fills all of that for us. But check this out. That he will remain with you forever. Shout, I'm never alone. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, taken to his heart, take to his heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him, but you know and recognize him. Look at this. For he lives with you and uh, with you constantly and will be where? And will be where? Come on, and will be where? In you. Ooh, Jesus. So now at the born again experience, we now get a new spirit and we get the entrance of Holy Spirit on the inside of us. So now we have a spirit new to God, alive to God, and his spirit dwelling on the inside of me or inside of us. 
I don't know about you, that is good news. Are y'all hearing this? All right? So, based upon this passage of Scripture, the ministry of Holy Spirit in you provides you these things. It provides you with counsel. It provides you with help, advocacy, intercessory prayer. See, when you, see, when, see, you really don't have to call around and get a lot of people to pray for you. Now, I don't have a problem with that, but you don't need to have a lot of people praying for you because there's one always praying for you. You, do, you never go a moment in your life without prayer. Because Holy Spirit is always praying for you. And Holy Spirit don't get tired. He don't get irritable. Come on. He doesn't he, he done, he done, he done lose hope. He doesn't he done, uh, drop an expectation. He doesn't lose his faith. He, he doesn't do all, he, all. He's taking care of it. He's interceding for us constantly. Why? Because it's the desire of God for us to succeed in every area of life. So he always has somebody praying for us. Advocacy, strength and someone who always stands near. Y'all catching that? And he's in us. Everybody say, he's in me. Come on, say it, me. Say it again. Say it, he's in me. So now we walk, folks, with a spirit alive to God as well as the indwelling presence of Holy Spirit. That means you have God on the inside of you. Yes. Who do you have on the inside of you? God. But see, unfortunately, people are not, not teaching this revelation. And people are living with God without God. Okay, I said that correctly. Living with God without God. See, you are never designed to figure things out on your own. That wasn't God's plan. God's plan was for you to invoke the counsel and the wisdom of God on the inside of you for you to have every answer in life. So none of us should ever get stuck. That was a good point, Pastor, but keep on, keep on sharing. They'll get it. Praise the Lord. Keep on sharing. Okay, sometimes you got to encourage yourself in the Lord. You should never be stumped. Now, there may be occasion where you don't know something right now, but that's just right now. It is the plan of God that you know what you need to know. Is this good news to anybody or what? But see, sometimes it's, it's difficult to understand and receive because we're so used to doing things on our own. We're so used to doing life on our own accord. We're so used to doing life based upon what our mind is telling us, and we're, we're living void of the Spirit. But see, we want to have a year of enjoyment. And see, the Lord knows exactly, the Lord knows everything we need to do, say, and where we need to be to experience enjoyment. But we got to know how to tap into that. Y'all hearing this? Okay, just a couple more scriptures, then we'll be done. Can y'all handle it? Okay, look at this. All right, go to John 16, two two chapters over. 
Go to John 16 real fast, and let's look at this here. John 16, what are we talking about? The ministry of Holy Spirit where? In me. In you, in me, okay? Look at this. John 16 and verse number 12. Say I'm there if you're there, please. I have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them. I know the feeling too, boy. I know the feeling. I know this feeling like I know my name, Jesus. Like this morning, I, I, had, I, had, I, had, to, I had to speak some things, some, some things to myself this morning to keep me saved. Pastor, you got, a pro, you, you got issues with that, with, that, with that sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. I had to speak to myself. I had to get myself under control because I, I stood up here and said, uh, it's, it's, gonna be, it's somebody's day, and y'all looked at me like I was speaking in French. And boy, I just, mm, I was doing all that on the inside. Y'all ain't seen none of that, but all that was going on the inside. I had to sit, my, sit myself down and get myself together. I'm like, what in the world? What, 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 what needs to happen? For y'all to start grabbing hold of some of this stuff, sooner than you've been grabbing a hold of it. Now, what would it cost you to get up and say, I receive when I said this is going to be somebody's day. I receive it for me. What would it cost you? Zero. And I, it's like you want something just, just, just handed to you. Just, here, here. But it doesn't work like that. There's a part you got to play. And folks, I, and I'm not talking about everybody, but, but folks, 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 we got to get up out of this stupor. We got to get out, out of this mode that, that, that we think it's just going to happen because, because, because we need it to happen. God doesn't move on need. He moves because of faith. And if you don't start mixing faith to some of this stuff that I'm declaring over your life, you, gonna, you, you are going to be so far from a year of enjoyment, it's, gonna be, it's not even going to be funny. Because it's going to be a group of you laughing, and there's going to be a group of you crying. In the same year of enjoyment. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, he ain't fussing, he's just saying. He, he ain't fussing, he's just saying. Tell him. He's not fussing. He's just saying. And I'm saying all this because I, I, I truly love you and, and I truly want the best for you. But I can't want it more than you want it. I can't want this more for you than you want it for you. And I don't think, I don't think it takes a wave of glory to sweep through this auditorium to wake you up. I think you can wake yourself up. Push that person in front of you and say, wake up! Push him, push him, make a move and say, wake up! Now turn around and say, I'm woke, but you can put your hands on me like that again. I'm, I'm woke, you can put your hands on me like that. I'll tell you what. Praise God. Put your hands on me like that. 
No, really, folks, I, I, I am serious as I can want to be. It, 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 it is sometimes it is, it is like, a, it's like a, a, a fog. It's not the favor of God. It's like a fog that people get in. And it's just like they just go through the motions. We got to get out of that, man. God has released the fullness of himself. But we will only receive what we can contain. Minister David said earlier, it's not about, it's not about the source, it's about the receptacle. It's a receptacle. It's like, like the, the power station that powers your house can give you way more than 120 volts of electricity. Way more. But there are, some, there are some restrictors in your house called fuses that breaks down the power so it don't blow your house up. How many glad about that? So there are some things, that's like Jesus said. Jesus says, I have many things to say to you, but you can't even bear them. So I'm not even going to waste my time to tell you what you can't even receive. And we want to go deeper. We want to go deeper. We want to go deeper. But, you, but, but, but how? If you can't contain, if you can't, if you can't receive what's being taught, how are you going to go deeper? You've got to enlarge what's on the inside. You've got to enlarge your heart. You've got to open yourself up and say, God, 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 okay, all right, all right, this is it. Okay, I don't care what my friend does. I don't care what my neighbor does. I don't care what my cousin does. I don't care what nobody else does. God, I'm going to open myself up because I'm ready to receive more. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He says, That's, I, got, I, got, I got a lot to tell you, but I can't tell you right now. That's my paraphrase. Verse 13 says, however, when he, here we go, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you in the what? 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 All truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So Jesus wants you to know everything he knows. But it's only going to be based through and by what you're receiving by the Spirit. Are y'all catching this? Yes? He will lead you into all truth. He will show you things to come. So the continuing the ministry of Holy Spirit in us, he will lead us into all truth. So the Holy Spirit will never lead you in error. Never. 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 So if you got any evil thoughts, that's not God. Here's your test. Everything good is God. So if it's not good, I didn't say if it was good to you. Come on, y'all done heard it before. Everything good to you may not be good for you. Come on now. I didn't say if it was good to you. I say everything is good is God. Now what determines what's good? The Word. So if you can't find it in the word, then it's not good. 
Isn't that simple? Wow. He also shows us things to come. And he grants us revelation in the word, of the word. He shows you things to come. He shows you things to come. There is a land, there is a financial land that floweth with milk and honey that's got your name on it. He shows you things to come. He shows you things. There is a financial land that floweth with milk and honey that has your name on it. He shows you things to come. Huh. So you mean, Pastor just didn't say that because it sounded good? That Holy Spirit is trying to show us things to come? Whoa. All debts are canceled. God says so. It won't be long now. He shows us things to come. Huh? I said, huh? So that, that's, not, that's, not, that's not just something that, that gets get, that get you to say amen? You mean he's trying to show us something? And why is he trying to show us something? Because you can't go where you can't see. You can't go into a land, a financial land that flows with milk and honey unless you see it first. And the only way you see it first has got to be declared first. Because words are visual carriers. Words give you vision. So all of you should go out of here and be like a financial land that flows with milk and honey. What will be in that land? Ooh, yeah. Oh, that will be in that land. Oh, that will be in that land. Oh, God, that will be in that land. Oh, and, and definitely that will be in that land. Oh, I'm going to have a lot of that. See, that's where you should be leaving out of here, not talking about saying, hmm, I don't, I don't even remember he said that. See what kind of stupor we're in? He's trying to show us things to come, and we're and we, and we, and we, and we so stuck in ourselves, and we're so stuck in a rut that we miss it. And you go out of here, and the first thing out of your mouth, oh, Lord, I got to get them to go to work tomorrow. Oh, Lord, I got to deal with this. Oh, Lord. And see, you'd have missed the word of the Lord that's trying to take you in the fullness of, the, uh, fullness of life because you, you're so tied up in your routine. What's it going to cost you to go out here and just meditate and ponder? Ooh, Financial land that flows with milk and honey. Oh, my goodness. What's it going to cost you to go out here and meditate and ponder on? Ooh, what would life be like if I didn't have any debts? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? Ooh, oh, man, I wouldn't have to rush it. I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to try to take, run to the bank to beat the, beat the checks I already sent out. You know, I, I, I don't have to float checks. I don't have to be, you know, you know, no, miss, no, no answer to the phone. I don't, you know, I could, I could just praise the Lord. Hey, what's it going to cost you? What is it going to cost you? Nothing but doing something different. Because what you've been doing might not have been working too well. Why are you quiet? You listening? Huh? Or you ready to go? Which one? This is making any sense. 
I'm, I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all first of the year. I told y'all first of the year. I'm pushing y'all this year. I'm pushing. I don't care, what, I don't care if you like it or not, I'm pushing. Because you need to be pushed. Somebody need to challenge you. Because you ain't been challenged enough. You ain't, you ain't been challenged. You, you just been left alone. I ain't leaving you alone. I'm going to agitate you. I'm going to agitate you. I'm going to irritate you. I'm going to get up under your skin. Uh, you, 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 when, you, when you close your eyes, you're going to hear me. <laughs> I'm going home with you. I'm going on your job with you. I'm going to be in traffic with you. Ask the Holy Spirit to echo my voice. When you start trying to do something that you shouldn't be done, you won't hear me. Jesus, I can't get that man out of my head. That's right. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Y'all all right? One more scripture and then we out. One more scripture and we out. Y'all all right? Praise God. Man, when we talk about fullness, folks, we haven't even, we haven't even tapped into a minuscule of what God can do. We haven't even scratched the surface. We get so happy and, and talk about for weeks how we got quickened by Holy Spirit and, and the Spirit. I, I, I felt it. God wants to do so more, so much more than that. Come on, y'all. Y'all all right? All right, here we go, here we go. Luke, Luke 11, Luke 11, Luke 11. Um, do I want to do this? Um, okay, let me remind you of this, and then, then, we'll, then, we'll, then we'll wrap it up, okay? So what's the ministry of Holy Spirit in you? He is to abide in you forever. He gives you what? Counsel, help, intercessory prayer advocacy, strength. He's always near. He leads us into all truth. He shows us things to come, and he grants us revelation of the word. That's what, that's what, that's what Holy Spirit's ministry is to you and I once you get born again. He does what? He abides in you forever. He gives you counsel, help, intercessory prayer, advocacy, strength, He's always standing by, leads us in all truth, shows us things to come, and grants revelation of the word in us. I don't know what we're lacking, folks. Out of that list, what are we lacking? What are we lacking to take us to or to help us experience and, 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 um, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Experience and manifest the fullness. Well, what are we lacking? And this is just at the born-again experience. This is not even the other facets I'm going to talk about um, during the remainder of this. This is, just, this is just facet number one of him being in us. He's always there. He gives us help, counsel, intercessory prayer, advocacy, strength, uh, glory to God. He's always there. He leads us to all truth. He shows us things to come, and he gives us revelation. What are we lacking? We're not lacking anything. But I don't think we're tapping into what we need to be tapping into as much as we should. We're leaving too much up to the carnal mind. This is how we're going to do it. Or this is how it needs to be done. What does the Spirit say about it? What does the Spirit say about it? Huh? What does the Spirit say about it? 
Okay, I, 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 I need to, I need to uh, apply for a job. Okay, I, I think I need this job. Well, what does the Spirit say about it? I'll close with this. Jesus, Jesus teaching, teaching, taught all day. Jesus is a man after my, uh, after my heart. He, I, I love Jesus because he taught a long time. I like teaching a long time. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I know you all don't like me teaching a long time, but I like teaching a long time. I, I, I like teaching to get my point across. Praise the Lord. I like to put fill up. I, put, I, want, I want to just give you all the bones. I want to give you all the bones, the meat, the sinews, the joints, the marrow, the whole nine yards. And I got to pull back sometime. Praise God. Because some sometimes y'all are all glazed over. Y'all like... It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I look at the same row, and some of y'all like, and then on the same row, somebody like, yeah, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, who do you go with? Do you want to go with the glove and then glaze over? You go. It is so funny. Y'all should y'all should see my point of view. Y'all, yeah, yeah. I can see some of y'all when y'all leave and go to the buffet. I can see it. Y'all, y'all walk out in your head. I'm like, they eating right now. And they're not eating the word. They're eating the, the, at the buffet. They they wondering how, what kind, how long the line is right now. They, can I get a parking spot? Uh, oh, Jesus. About this time, the parking lot starts filling up. <laughs> but Jesus teaching, Jesus teaching all day. And so he, he comes, comes to the end of the day, and, Je- and the disciples come over to Jesus and say, Jesus, Jesus, come on, Jesus, Jesus. Send these people home so they can get something to eat. Jesus says, you feed them. We out here in the desert, Jesus. You done taught all day long. The restaurant's about to close. Send these people home so they can get them something to eat. Jesus says, you feed them. Check this out. Because he already knew what he was going to do. And one of the disciples said, 200 penny worth of bread is not enough to feed all these. So immediately, Jesus says, you feed it. And immediately, one of his disciples took it to the natural. 200 penny worth of bread is about eight months of wages. So he's saying, Jesus, we can't even, eat, we can't even work eight months long and have enough money to feed all these people. So what did he do? He bought something that the Spirit wants to do to a natural mind. And then somewhere in the crowd, this little boy said, hey, I got some lunch. And one of the disciples went up to Jesus and said, Jesus, we got a little lad over here. He got two-piece fish dinner. Y'all catch that going home, praise the Lord. He got two-piece fish dinner. But this is what he said. He got a two-piece fish dinner. But what is that amongst all these? Still natural. Jesus said, tell him, give it to me. Because he knew what he was going to do. Why? Because he knew by the Spirit. He said, bring it to me. Lift it up. Father, I thank you for this two-piece fish dinner. And he gave it to his disciples. And the Bible says... They ate, and they ate well, and they had 12 baskets left over. How you get 12 baskets of food left over 
after feeding 5,000 plus people with a two-piece fish dinner? By the Spirit. Because the Spirit wants to lead us into the fullness. See, some, some of you, some of you, and, and I'm not, stand up, stand up, stand up so I can, so I can prove my point. I'm, I'm going to get ready to let you go. Stand up. But I'm going to talk while you're standing. Praise God. See, some of you have already talked yourself out of participating in April in our Vision Sunday offering because you brought what the Spirit wants to do down to your natural thinking. Man, I got to work four months overtime to give like he want me to give. Ain't nobody ask you to oh, work overtime four months. I ask you to believe God. Because the Spirit wants to get some stuff to you. I got to quit. I got to quit. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands. I, I got I to quit. I got to quit. Man, Jesus, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Come on. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Folks, the, 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 the biggest thing that gives us problem in life is not the devil. It is not the devil. It is truly not the devil. The devil is defeated for. He, he, he means absolutely nothing. He is powerless. He, 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 nothing. You know the biggest thing that gives us issues? Is our thinking. Because every time you hear the word, instead of you receiving it in your spirit and then letting your spirit work on your mind, you send it through the filters of your mind. And sometimes it don't even get in your spirit. Because your mind has canceled it out. But we weren't made that way. We were made to receive from God by the spirit, not by our minds. Are y'all hearing this? Now, of course, keep your mind. Tell your neighbor, say, please keep your mind. Please keep Jesus, don't get other way. Glory to God. But we're supposed to receive by the Spirit and let the Spirit man work on renewing our mind for us to walk into what God has for us. But we receive the Word with our mind and let the thinking talk us out of it and our spirit is kept down. Can y'all see that process? And see, we got we to gotta reverse that order. We got to be open in our spirit. God, I receive the word. It may not even make sense to me. Man, there are several things that I've heard by the spirit of God. It made absolutely no sense. But it's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to bear witness with my spirit. And then my spirit is supposed to then help me renew my mind. So now I can now flow in it. Because it don't make sense. But it never meant to make sense to your mind. It's designed to make sense to your spirit. That's why we're talking about the fullness. Because there is a fullness of God that he wants you to experience, but it's limited by what you got upstairs. You got an unlimited spirit trying to deal with a limited mind. And we're supposed to take an unlimited spirit and renew our limited mind 
so our minds can be unlimited like our spirit and we can walk in the fullness of God. And then when a word is spoken, there's a financial land flowing with milk and honey that's got your name on it. You'll say, that's, I'm walking that tomorrow. I'm walking in that tomorrow. I ain't waiting for nobody. I'm walking in that tomorrow. See, but you got to have a renewed mind to get there. Because your mind already started calculating how many bills you got. Can somebody loose me and let me go so I can let y'all go? Somebody in here got me tied down. I can't, I can't leave. I, I, I'm... Praise the Lord. Y'all all right? Bow your head, close your eyes. I'm just going to quit. If you are here this morning and you are not saved, you are not born again, you have not been made a new creation like we talked about in Scripture. Today, right now, this moment is your time. It is the will of God that all of us be saved. None perish. None. None. Zero. But Jesus says the only way to the Father is through him. So if you've not received Jesus in your heart up to today, then today is your day. Let us pray for you. Let us pray with you. And let us introduce you to the man named Jesus. The man that we, many of us have already received and has totally turned our lives around. So if you're here this afternoon now, and you say, Pastor, I'm not saved, but I want to get saved today. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Would you, would you guys pray for me? If that's you, would you lift your hand while you're standing? Just boldly lift your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not saved today. I've not given my heart to Jesus, but I want to get saved today. If that's you, could you lift your hand today? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Secondly, today is this. Maybe you are in this place and you identified, you identified with my statement about being in the stupor. And you realize and recognize that the fire you had for God, it, it, it's, it's, it's flickering. I'm not saying it's out, but it's flickering. And you know something needs to be different. You know life shouldn't be like this. And if you are the one I'm talking to, you need to rededicate your life to Jesus today. Don't leave this place in the same condition as you came. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor, that's me. I need to rededicate. I need to get my relationship with Jesus right back on track. Pray with me. Pray for me. If that's you, would you lift your hand? today. We want to pray with you. Thank you so much. Is there another? Thank you so much. Pastor, I need, I, need to, I need to get it. I need to rededicate my life to Jesus today. That's me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much. I see your hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Then lastly today is this. If you sense a connection with this ministry, and you sense a connection with my life as a pastor. And you want to connect with Faith Christian Center International. I want you to obey God today. Today. 
I believe that every person needs to be in a good local church. You need to be in the church, not, not just, just uh, church, not just to say that you have a church, but a church that's, 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 that's ministering life to you. A church that empowers you and challenges you to go to another level in God. If you're sensing that connection today, I want you to obey God. So if that's you, would you lift your hand and say, Pastor, I want to connect with this church. I want to become a partner of Faith Christian Center International. Would you receive me? If that's you, would you lift your hand today? Would you lift your hand today? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Amen. If you're watching us online today through our iCampus and any of those appeals were for you, born again, rededication, or joining the church, hey, we want to hear from you. Would you send us an email to the email address that's on the screen behind me? We would love to hear from you. Praise God. We want to rejoice with you. We want to pray with you. We want to get some information in your, in your hands so you all want you to obey God. So if that's you, would you lift your hand and say, Pastor, I want to connect with this church. I want to become a partner of Faith Christian Center International. Would you receive me? If that's you, would you lift your hand today? Would you lift your hand today? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Amen. If you're watching us online today through our iCampus and any of those appeals were for you, born again, rededication, or joining the church, hey, we want to hear from you. Would you send us an email to the email address that's on the screen behind me? We would love to hear from you. Praise God. We want to rejoice with you. We want to pray with you. We want to get some information in your, in your hands so your walk with God can be started on the right foot. Thank you so much again for viewing today, and we celebrate you. Uh, uh, in Jesus' name. Let's celebrate them that are watch, that watch us online today. Come on. Let's bless the Lord. God is good. God is good. Now, if you lifted your hand